Welcome friends, James Corbett here. It is the 28th of March 2014 here in the land of the rising sun and today I'm joined in, from, well, the bustling metropolis of Casper, Wyoming <laughs> by Michael W. Dean of michaelwdean.com. He's also at freedomfiends.com and meowbit.com, which are three sites that of course will be linked up in the show notes for today's interview. He has many, many other websites that he's affiliated with and working on besides, but we're going to be talking a little bit about .bit and what it really is all about and how meowbit.com can help you to surf the .bit domains. But uh, before we get into that, Michael W. Dean, thank you for coming on the program today. It's good to have you on. It's an honor, man. People uh, told me that I had to be on this show and I knew I had to be on this show. And then somebody said, hey, I've got CorbettReport.bit. Do you want it? Do you want it to give to him and see if he wants an interview? And I said, sure. And uh, I wrote to you. And, you know, my, my thing is like I've kind of become the um, – the libertarian I can like settling disputed domains that people want to get back to their rightful owners without coercion or theft or fraud or even money changing hands. And, you know, I would have given it to you anyway, even if you didn't want to do an interview, it's not a quid pro quo, but I've got about 30 or now I've got like 70 dot bit domains. I mean, I've got wired dot bit. I've got boing boing dot bit. I've got Stefan Molyneux dot bit. And it's really funny, man. Cause these are all people that should be, going, man, this solves all our problems because these are people that complain about censorship all day and just, you know, trumpet. Look what's happening in Turkey. Look what happened to this this gambling site. And and I'm like, hey, over here, I've got the solution <laughs> in your name for free and I'll show you how to set it up. And they're like, yeah, get away from me, kid. You bother me. But <laughs> you're smart enough to have said, yes, I'm intrigued and wish to subscribe to your newsletter and maybe talk on the interwebs. Although it took a couple of emails, I was... Uh, That's all right. I, yeah, I unfortunately get a lot of emails, and this one got drowned out, but I'm glad that, that it did, <laughs> that we did get to connect, because I really do think this is an important uh, thing that I, I did talk about in one of my previous episodes, where I talked about people um, uh, noting down the Corbett Report IP address in case the uh, .com ever gets taken, so that people can access directly, but that is a, a very inefficient way of doing it. That and could I know change, too. Exactly, exactly right. So for people who are just coming at this from the audience perspective and they're just used to typing in an address into their uh, into their browser bar and then seeing the website pop up, I don't think they really understand what's going on there with the DNS and uh, and the domain name system and how this all works. Why don't we talk a little bit about that and then we can talk about what this solution, this .bit solution is all about. Yeah, man. I do want to parenthetically hijack and then come back for 30 seconds. Uh, the thing that finally got you to say, oh, I'll answer this email was I dropped Ben Stone, the bad Quaker's name. And uh, he's pretty much my best friend in the whole world, but I've never met him. And uh, he, he's been invited to speak at Porkfest, but doesn't have money. So I've started an Indiegogo campaign to raise you know, about a grand and a half or two grand to get him there in style and drive his mobile home that gets 40 gallons to the mile. Uh, there and back. And we've raised 500 bucks in like 24 hours. It's like a quarter of our goal for the three-week thing. Excellent. But yeah. people can go to the Freedom Fiends blog or to badquaker.com. And uh, not only are we trying to raise money for him, we're having a contest to get people to uh, tweet about the con about the Indiegogo. And the, the winner of the contest gets a really kick-butt USB microphone and uh, brand new and lessons on how to use it from me. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. And yes, I was a guest on the Bad Quaker podcast a while ago, so I'm glad to hear that uh, that you're doing that. And we'll put the link in the show notes for this interview if people are interested. So, uh, cool. so thank you for cool. that. Cool. Yeah. 
Gotta help, gotta help the brothers in liberty. He's exactly, a big influence right. yeah. on me. Well, we if we don't uh, hang together, we will hang separately. Um, so let's <laughs> let's talk specifically then about the DNS and uh, what's going on with the uh, the architecture of the internet. Well, the internet uh, goes back to the seventies, but the web goes back to ninety four. And the web is the visual part of it that can be used by people who are not computer geeks in lab coats. And it actually was kind of hard to use it in 94. I got on it in 94. I was actually on the internet in 91 using something called Gopher on DOS. But uh, the web came in 94. And by 96, all the mainstream media was saying, everyone has an equal playing field democratic voice now. Some kid in his basement has the same possible viewership as the New York Times. And that was technically true, but the New York Times still had way more viewers until about the year 1999 or 2000 when Web 2.0 happened, which was basically you didn't have to know HTML to have a website. It was social networking. You didn't even have to have a website. to And, and you could talk to other people and they could talk back to you. So basically suddenly so, something could go viral and the kid in his – Mother's basement in Idaho, or you know, Ma- Moscow, Moscow, Idaho, or Moscow, Russia, could post something, and the whole world could, and sometimes did see it. And it really was this promise that was trumpeted in every article of everyone has a voice now. It's true democracy of speech. And uh, you know, I don't like the word democracy in voting because it means you know, fifty-one percent tyrannizing forty-nine percent. It means two wolves voting and a sheep voting on what to have for lunch. But I like the word democracy with everyone having a voice. You know, when there's no gun connected to it and no force. And the promise of the internet that was trumpeted the whole time was everyone has a voice. Everyone has an equal voice. You know, the the bright the bright voices will shine above the rest, but everyone still gets to talk. That's almost true with the internet in a way that was never true with uh, old style media. But the the one brick in the wall that keeps it from being that way is that the .com, .net, .org, .eu, .de, all of those domains are government controlled. You basically – in America, for all the American ones, you have to go to ICANN, I-C-A-N-N which is the Internet Corporation for Assigned Numbers and Numerators or something. It's something really kind of like nerdy slash uh, 1984-ish sounding. But basically what it means is ICANN is I can take your website. And they do it all the time. They take your website with no due process. You know, people are – all everyone I know has a blog or a podcast or a radio show where they sit around 24-7 complaining about the tyranny of the government and complain about licensure and complain about registration and the government's going to come take your guns. And they might, but to take your guns, they have to risk their lives. To take your .com domain name, they have to send a fax. And yes, it is a fax. It's not an email. They send a fax and like your website will disappear. You'll never even know the name of the person who did it. There's no chance to fight back. I mean, you can hire lawyers and spend $20,000 and probably lose, but there's no process. There's no due process. So... I'm encouraging people to get off, not get off the .com thing, but have a mirror of their site pointed at by a .bit domain and then encourage their users to get our free program, MeowBit, install it and try it. It doesn't really take any more effort than that. Like you can, webmasters can set up a .bit pointer to their website in an hour or two and uh, users can get up and running in an hour or two. 
And then you don't really have to do anything else. You can, and, and, you know, you can start your other people, people that have blogs can start their own dot bit mirrors and share them. And I kind of look at it like prepping, you know, everybody I know preps too. They have some water, they have some bullets, they have some, you know, meals ready to eat. They have a bug out bag, but they're complaining about this and talking about this and teaching it and learning about it on dot-com websites. They can get taken away anyway. So they're not prepping at all for their web presence and longevity. And it's kind of like, you know, some people say, well, I'll get around to that when they start seizing domains and mine's in danger. And I say that's like saying, I'll learn to be self-sufficient and buy a gun and build a fire without matches when when the poop hits the fan, you know, because you won't be able to do that kind of stuff when the poop hits the fan. So uh, I recommend spending 1% of the time that you spend prepping for everything else on prepping for the internet. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly right. And that, that's absolutely in tune with my philosophy. So I'm glad to hear you you saying all of that. But but let's let's step back for a moment. I'm, I'm just trying to get all of this straight in my head because I am tech inclined and an autodidact when it comes to this, but certainly no tech savvy um, person, not, not really a genius. So, so you have the different top level domains, you have the dot coms, the dot nets and, and uh, et cetera. And the, these tend to be um, governed by, by ICANN in the U S um, there are other organizations in different countries, the, the country level domains, et cetera. But um, dot bit is completely different from what I understand and is not something that can even in theory be censored, but I, I'm fuzzy on the details about that. So let's talk about how that actually works. Well, I don't like to say anything censorship proof. And that goes back to kind of a computer science idea that you don't want to say anything is anything proof. I mean, a bulletproof vest is not sold as a bulletproof vest. It's sold as a bullet resistant vest because somewhere there's some bullet that if you shoot it enough times at a close enough range at a bulletproof vest, it's going to get one through eventually. Um, <laughs> but uh, dot bit domains are much, much, much harder to take down than a dot com. Dot coms, like I said, could be taken down with a fax, and they could be taken down basically by anybody at a corner office or next to somebody at a corner office in th- any three level government agency. Like the Department of Justice can take your website down, the FBI can take your website down, um, the Department of Commerce, the Department of uh, ICE, you know, the, the Immigration and Customs. Uh, any of those agents, all those agencies have taken down people's websites and they do it all the time by just basically saying, we, the anointed ones behind the curtain have decreed that this is no good. And they send an email to ICANN. And basically what ICANN does then is hijacks your website. Your domain no longer goes to Corbett Report. It goes to some server in the FBI basement where they have racks of these things. And when people go to your website, they get a thing with a, you know, a seal with an American Eagle on it that says, we have taken this for the safety of blah, blah, blah. And it's, and it's often like, you know, this person is this organization that has this website is under suspicion of violation of law. And then they have a legal code. It's not even, they've been convicted. It's suspicion. And they say that in those takedown notices. Unfortunately, yes, this is something that we've seen. And in fact, in the last couple of years, as you say, ICE has been involved in this quite a bit, uh, taking down websites, again, just on suspicion, and they never really have to prove anything. I mean, once they've taken down a site, uh, uh, I've only seen in a couple of instances, the sites eventually going back up, uh, usually without so much as an apology. So unfortunately, this is all done in under color of law, and there isn't much uh, due process at all, as you say, and you might never even find out exactly why, how, or when it was done. You just 
just it's sort of a fait accompli. Um, so, so again, the question is, how is .bit different then? How, how is it uh, actually distributed? It's not distributed through DNS servers the way that all the other domains are. It's distributed through the Namecoin blockchain resident on your computer. So to use Meowbit, you have to download and install the Namecoin uh, wallet. And then the first time you use it, you have to let it update for five hours. It's like it's like the Bitcoin wallet. You know, you have to download the blockchain the first time, but it doesn't take as long. It's not a, as big of a blockchain. And then when you when you uh, type a dot bit address anywhere on your computer in any browser, or it'll work also in IRC or FTP or email, um, it it resolves it to the IP address listed in the blockchain. And if you're if you're a webmaster and your .bit domain got got taken down, um, it couldn't get taken down. There's like nobody for them to write to, you know, and say remove this from the blockchain. I mean, literally, even the developers of Namecoin, if they had a gun held to their head, there's no way that they could remove you from the Namecoin blockchain. It's distributed in the same way that you know. Satoshi or someone, someone on the name on the on the Bitcoin development team could not remove a transaction from the Bitcoin blockchain, even if you were going to kill them if they couldn't do it. There's no way to do it. So, uh, what they could do is they could attack you at the server level. You know, they could call HostGator or Bluehost or whoever your host is and say, send the same letter, and they would probably comply even without a court order and remove it but then you could immediately just upload your files of your website to another server offshore or anywhere or even from your own home and uh then you open up your namecoin wallet and you issue an update put in the new ip address in that namespace and within about 40 minutes everyone in the world will be able to see the new website which is a lot quicker than with uh i can controlled uh dot com etc dot bit dot com dot org etc it takes between one and three days for everyone to be able to see it worldwide so there's and it's also dot bit domains through the namecoin uh wallet are a lot more secure against hijacking than all the other ICANN controlled domains and you know the European equivalents of ICANN because there's no central authority for it to uh you know like recently Google's DNS servers were hijacked and for a couple hours they were pointing to something else. And recently Facebook was hijacked and for – I think it was only for about a half hour. But people thought they were on Facebook and they were on a mirror of it that was just every time they typed in a password or a credit card number or anything, it was stealing it. That's uh, – .bit domains are much more resistant to that. Here's the thing. This is not just – something to defeat possible internet censorship in the future. If we were in libertarian paradise right now, if this was libpair and there was no censorship and no government authorities who could do things at a whim, people would probably still eventually gravitate towards using a dot bit or at least some sort of distributed DNS system because technologically it makes a lot more sense than doing it the way the dot com thing's done. It it does, and so so my understanding then is, when you download the Namecoin wallet and you synchronize with the network, you have the Namecoin blockchain resident on your own computer on your hard drive. That means that in a sense, in in essence, you have the DNS there on your computer instead of having to go and query it out somewhere else. Yeah, and there's actually there um, the guy, one of the guys who developed Namecoin, actually runs 
uh, a dot bit DNS server from his house. And you, you can get the, you can do it that way without Meowbit and without uh, the blockchain and the wallet, but it's basically doing it the old style dot com way. So it's not secure. It can be hijacked. And it's one guy running like one home computer on his home internet. So it's kind of slow and it's not always up. And then there's somebody else who has developed a, a plugin for Chrome. I forget what it's called, but it's only for Chrome um, that does the same thing. It sends it to another, somebody set up a DNS server. But again, that's kind of like training wheels for dot bit. I mean, I guess I'm glad it exists because it allows people to poke around really easily and just try it without having to download the wallet. But, uh, it's not the real deal. It's not the real thing. You know, it's like, it's like a picture of a naked lady rather than an actual naked lady. <laughs> <laughs> Good analogy. All right. So, so if, if people go into their browser right now and type in whatever corporate report dot bit or whatever dot bit kitty picks dot bit, whatever <laughs> dot bit kitty picks dot bit. That's my, see, this is one of the things I've done is not only made dot bit mirrors of all my dot com sites. So you could get to them if my dot, if my ICANN uh, registrations were removed by some three-letter alphabet soup government agencies. I've also made a couple .bit-only sites that I update regularly, even though they've only got like 30 people looking at them a week now. You know, it's like I want to do that to get people interested. And cats run the .com internet. I love cats. I think cats should also run the .bit internet. You're doing your part to pitch in on that. So, yeah, but if yeah. people go right now to their browser and just type that in, they're not going to get your website. No, it'll probably go to like a search page for whatever their ISP is. Exactly. So for someone who is brand new to this, who wants to get involved, um, tell, tell us step by step what they should be doing to try to get a .bit website resolved. From a viewer standpoint or from a webmaster standpoint? From, I'll from do the both, average but... listener standpoint. Oh, you should go to meowbit.com if you're on Windows. Uh, if you're on Linux, you should go to – there's another program that does the same thing, not quite as well and can crash browsers and it's only a plug-in for Firefox, but it works for Linux. Uh, that one's freespeechme.org. But for any Windows machine, system-wide, any browser, meowbit.com works and it doesn't crash things. And uh, it's the where was I? Okay, so you go to meowbit.com and you download uh, – you go to the install page. There's a link for it over on the left and the link up at the top. You can't really miss it. And you download the Namecoin wallet. You can either get it from namecoin.info, which is the official Namecoin site, or you can get it from us and we've added an installer on it, which is uh, makes it a lot easier for people who don't know how to install programs without an installer. And then you let that sit there and update for about five hours. I recommend people usually do it overnight while they're sleeping. And then uh, install Meowbit. It's a one-click install. It's pretty simple. And then uh, follow directions there. And once the Namecoin wallet is updated the first time for five hours, after that it does it in the background. You never have to do the five-hour thing again. Uh, then you can search .bit sites. And we have a list of working .bit sites. And we also have tutorials on how to set up your own .bit sites, .bit only or mirrors of .com, .org. And um, if you set up a .bit site and send us an email about it, we will uh, add it to our list of working .bit sites. 
Excellent stuff. Well, then let's do it from the webmaster's perspective. What uh, what would the webmaster have to do to create, for example, a mirror of their existing .com or .org or .net on .bit? Okay. Well, he'd want to do everything. He or she would want to do everything I just described because you want to be able to look at your site to see if what you did works and if it works well. <laughs> so, you know, you'd want to install the wallet and install the uh, the Meowbit software, and you'd need the wallet anyway because you need the wallet to uh, administer. Dot bit sites. It's basically very similar to Bitcoin in structure and how it works and how you can securely send them to each other. And people do use them as currency. They're a lot cheaper than Bitcoin. They're about $3 each right now. I would also recommend people buy a bunch of them because uh, they are, they're not just a commodity. They're literally the concrete that is building this new internet superhighway. So it's going to become a more valuable commodity, I will predict. And, you know, your, your mileage may vary. That is not investment advice, but it can't hurt. They, they haven't gone down below $3 really since a long time. So um, I, would, I, would, I mean, for one, one name coin costs 50 bucks. Uh, no, I'm sorry. One name coin costs three bucks and you can register 50 domain names with it. Now, some people are out there like cyber squatting stuff, which is one of the reasons I've gone out and grabbed a bunch of libertarian, uh, you know, people who do shows, sites, names in .bit to save it for them. I'm not selling it to them. I'm offering it free as a way to help promote this. Uh, but there are people cyber squatting things and they're cyber squatting kind of stupid stuff like Pepsi and American Airlines. And it's like Pepsi and American Airlines are never going to – they're not <laughs> going to want a dot bit. You know, this is for outlaws, man. They're not going to care. And if they do care, they'll just sue you until you give it up. And then some people are doing something really stupid, which is um, – I mean some people are, are squatting things like cat.bit, which was, of course, the first thing I checked and was dismayed that it was unavailable. Or, you know, like bill or sally.bit, which – you know, I don't see anything more immoral about it. It's kind of a first adopter stake your claim thing. But some of the people are really stupid about it because they don't have any placeholder that tells you how to buy it from them. You know, like if you're if you're in the domain selling business and you're scooping up domains that you think will be valuable, like video.bit, you know, you should probably put something at that site so when people go there, they can see how to get it from you. But uh there are a lot of dot bit domains and not a lot of dot bit sites yet. There's probably 40 dot bit sites and I probably own 10 of them. But uh people need to do this more man because it is going to be it's it's a it's a clear solution that's really easy that you can do right now. Like people complain all the time. I need the government's tyranny. You know, like people would rather complain than do anything about it. And this is the simplest thing to do about it. I mean, think about like the amount of time people spend going to seminars and events to learn about uh, Bitcoin or prepping or you know how to have your own economy or whatever. And it's like, do they really take that much away from it? I don't know. This is something you can do in an hour that could save your whole – all the work you do on the internet. So the next thing that the, the webmaster would want to do after getting the wallet would be to check and see – well, first to get some name coin. You'd need some name coin. Uh, a lot on a lot of exchanges, you can put Bitcoin up for sale and get Namecoin. Um, I would recommend doing that or get it from a friend. I mean, I'll I'll give you you know uh, didn't I give you like a point two Namecoin or something? Uh, Do you need you any probably did. I'm actually only synchronizing with the network now, so I'll, I'll tell you when okay. I get it. <laughs> 
Well, if you need, if you need a little to play around with, let me know. So the other thing is you need to remember with things that are distributed, uh, there's nobody to do this for you. So you need to re-register these every six to eight months and you have to watch the block countdown to see when it's going to expire. You know, which is kind of a problem for a lot of people like, oh, that's I've heard that as like a complaint about this. Like Namecoin is horrible. You can lose your domains if you don't re-register them. And I'm like, that's true of dot com, too, except with dot com. Somebody sends you an email and reminds you to send them 15 bucks, whereas with uh, Namecoin, you have to do it yourself and spend seven cents worth of Namecoin every eight months to renew it. So, you know, you basically you go into the wallet. It looks just like the the, na- the Bitcoin wallet. It's a separate blockchain, but it works almost identically to Bitcoin. Like I can send you Namecoin. You can send me Namecoin. Uh, you know, it's secure. It's pseudo-anonymous. All the same things that – and the addresses look similar except they start with an N or an M. And uh, the difference is though there's an extra tab on the wallet that does not exist on the Bitcoin wallet and it says manage names. And that's where you go in and register names, configure names, put an IP address on a name or transfer a name to somebody else. And it's pretty self-explanatory in there, but we have tutorials on meowbit.com. And what I would do is if I were a webmaster just getting into this is I would get a name coin or two and start registering my domain names, the things I have in .com, you know, .me, .info, .whatever. I would, I would register the same names in dot bit. And then I would follow the, t- 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 the, the tutorials on meowbit.com and set it up to point to your dot com, which is really easy to do. And then for WordPress uh, sites, there's one more thing you have to do to make everything work. Like if you just pointed at it in the wallet within it take within three hours of a new name being registered or within 40 minutes of an o- already registered name being updated, everyone will be able to see the change worldwide. But um, there's one more step you have to take in a WordPress install of two lines of code that you have to add into the wpconfig.php file, which is pretty easy to do, and we have tutorials on how to do that if you haven't done that. But if you don't add that, um, the site will show up, but all the links on it will go to the that page on the .com. You have to put in two lines of code in your config file to make all the links work as .bit and all the pictures work as .bit. Well, that's, I mean, that's excellent. And as you say, all of this is up on meowbit.com. You've got tutorials up there and uh, a step-by-step process of how to do all this. So making it as easy as possible for people. And as you say, I mean, people who aren't going to invest the hour or so and the, the $3 or so that it might take to actually get involved with this and to start uh, to start hosting a .bit website, let alone just browsing it for free. Um, I, I don't understand why people wouldn't be on, on board with this. And it really does beg the question. I mean, now that we're in this era of decentralized um, Bitcoin-like and, and other types of uh, ideas where everything is decentralized and, and resides everywhere at once. So it's, uh, I guess, not uh, censorship proof, but certainly censorship resistant. It really begs the question of what uh, what in our online life can we not take into our own hands and to, and, and to take more of uh, the initiative here. It's, uh, it's an exciting time, I think, and I don't really understand why people wouldn't be on board with this. Do we have any idea of, of how many people right now are, are using .bit or browsing .bit or are involved with .bit? There's no central uh, authority of sites that work. There is one site. There's actually a guy 
who runs the site, I forget the name of it, but we link it somewhere in the, uh, in the tutorials on dot on meowbit.com. But there's a guy who's actually doing something that I think is really silly. It's a silly business model, but I'm glad he's doing it. There's a guy who's actually registering for like 30 bucks. He'll register a dot bit name for you. And he will like basically be your, your domain name holder. He will resolve it for you too. Like he'll he'll point it. It's basically he's acting like I can, which I think is really stupid from the consumer point of view because it's completely defeating the purpose of this. But the market will provide, and I'm glad he's doing that because uh, you know there's people who there's people who want to pay someone else to do things for them that should be done for themselves. So you know it will spread dot bit. But he actually has uh, an automated uh, sniffer sniffer software that he set up that like goes through the name coin, uh, blockchain as it updates. And when a new website, when a new domain is registered, his thing checks to see if there's actually something there, like even just a placeholder that says, you know, coming soon. Uh, and if there is, he lists it. So there is that list. And I've been through, there's probably 400 of those and probably 40 of them are actual websites of at least one page, at least a mirror of a dot bit of dot com. So yeah, a lot of people like, because it's so cheap to register domains, I think a lot of people thought this was going to be the next dot com boom and get rich quick thing. I think those people would have been much better off buying Namecoin. But <laughs> yeah, so there is that resource to see, but I think the best resource right now is on meowbit.com there's a page called list of working dot bit domains and i've got about 40 of them listed on there that actually have sites there may be a few more and i invite anyone to send me theirs and i'll check them out and if there's a website there i'll add it but yeah does that okay, answer your question yeah, it does it really does well michael we've been talking a lot about uh, dot bit specifically but uh, i i mean i don't want to do injustice to all the the various work that you do, Freedom Fiends and MichaelWDean.com. Tell, tell us about some of the projects you're involved in and in what types of evangelism that you do. Well, everything I've done my whole life has been uh, doing things that spread ideas and spread some kind of idea of freedom even before I was a libertarian. You know, I was always into – like when I was 12 years old, I used to build radio transmitters because I wanted to reach outside of my little town in my little yard. And I used to, you know, write letters to the editor and used to like send away to one of the things I remember doing. And this is kind of funny because it, it kind of sounds status, but I didn't know better. And it, it was the only thing that like this at the time. Like when, you know, I, I'm, I'll be 50 in May. And when I was 12 in 64, 70, 76, or even when I was like nine, probably, I used to write to uh, you know people who grew up in America who are my age might remember this. The government printing office in Pueblo, Colorado, used to have ads on TV, and they would say like, "Want to learn about beekeeping? Building radio transmitters? You know how to build a fallout shelter? Do how I? to store food? <laughs> yeah, I mean some of it was kind of prepper stuff too, which is they don't do anymore because they don't want you prepped. Uh, but they had." <clears throat> the government printing office offered this catalog of all their publications. And it was like, you know, they didn't have a web address then. It was like for, for our catalog, send a stamped self-addressed envelope to 
you know, government printing office, box one, Pueblo, Colorado. And I did that and I got their catalog and I used to order stuff from there like all the time. Like they, they were like 10 cents for like 25, 30 page booklets with a lot of information in them. And this is kind of interesting. When I was a bike messenger later, uh, in San Francisco in the eighties, they had like a book depository literally in San Francisco in the warehouse district for those pamphlets. Like it was when they were finally phasing them out and, uh, a little bit before the web, but they weren't really pimping that as hard as they used to. But I actually was delivering a package next door to it. And I got, I wandered in there and I was like, I felt like I was in Mecca. I was like, this is where all the all the things come from for the Pueblo office. It was like, you know, it was kind of a connection with when I was a kid. But, you know, I got on the web really early, uh, like immediately. I had a website in 96. Um, I've had the same domain name, kittyfeet.com is one of my domains. I've had that since 1996. And I've always been into – I'm not really a first adopter of technologies, but I'm a really early second adopter of technologies. Like I was making – you know, basically, I'd be a first adopter, but I can't afford it. And uh, so I'm a second adopter. Like as soon as digital cameras came out, you know, digital still and video cameras came out, like as soon as the next one came out and people sold the first one, I bought the first one. Like I, I've done that with everything I've done. Uh, a lot of what I do for a living is write tech books on media production, audio and video stuff. I run a blog called CreamyRadioAudio.com. The uh, motto of that one is caviar sound on a cat food budget. And I've been on an eternal search for many years of a cheap mic that I could recommend to people who want to do any kind of Liberty Media. And I finally found it. It's the uh, Audio-Technica 2005 USB mic. You can buy them for about $50 on uh, Amazon and they plug and play. And they sound really, 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 really good. I'm doing this show, Michael Dean After Dark, with about 10 different co-hosts. And they all have that mic and they're all coming in over Skype. And they all sound great. And can you guess what microphone I'm using? Is it that? It is the AT2020. So, Ah, is that a condenser mic? It is. I'm trying to remember which. Yeah. Yeah, condenser mics are better technically. But I don't recommend them for beginners or people who can't soundproof a room effectively or sound condition a room effectively because they're more sensitive than dynamic mics. So they're not as good for beginning radio and podcasters. You know, you're more experienced, so you've kind of earned one. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> well, for beginners, but <laughs> yeah, but for the average person, that mic uh, would sound really good, but it would also pick up the refrigerator in the other room and the truck going by outside and their roommate scratching their nose. Or their 11-month-old son playing in the background, as unfortunately <laughs> I tend to get sometimes. Well, awesome. at any rate. Um, well, okay. Excellent. Well, so much to cover. Um, it is fascinating to get in touch with you. And I, I do want to thank you and, and take my hats off for you to uh, to reach out to me on this specific issue. Because it is something that I'm always looking for, solutions-based approach, rather than simply complaining about what's happening to us. Taking that into our own hands. And this is one way that we can start to do that using Namecoin and uh, the .bit um, domain idea. So I will... Of course, throw in all of the links to the things that we've been talking about today. Any other points that you'd like to bring up or anything you'd like to address to the audience before we uh, head out today? No, man. I want to thank you for your service, though. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for your service. All right. Excellent. I'll take that as a ringing endorsement. Michael W. Dean, michaelwdean.com. Thank you again for your time. Worms.